The Denver Broncos have named their team captains for the 2021 NFL season, plus a couple of key players return to practice early on this week. Will they play on Sunday? Not to mention trust is a big factor for Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. We analyze just how deep he gives his trust to players on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown NFL Network and Nine News. You can follow us on Twitter and make sure you follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Lockdown Broncos is free and available everywhere to everyone. Also here on video format on YouTube, Sarah, my friend. Great to see you once again. I know we got a crossover episode coming up tomorrow on Lockdown Broncos with Patricia Trainer to talk about the New York Giants matchup a little bit more in depth. But we have some Broncos news and notes and a couple of storylines we're going to take care of today. Great to see you too, Cody. Great to be talking Broncos football. What a blessing it is for us. And uh, yeah, man, we get those captain patches back on the jerseys hopefully this year for some guys. We haven't seen them in a few years. So it'll be it'll be nice to see and exciting to talk about for sure. The first time in Vic Fangio's tenure that, that he's done this so uh, really excited really looking forward to this episode absolutely well and, and going back to your point too i just remember looking at several players back when i was a kid a teenager and you always saw the c the captain patch you always wanted to find a jersey that had the captain patches but the nfl never made any but you'd see as guys progress and aaron Rodgers being one of them you look at his jersey he's got the captain patch and he's got the gold stars all the way across right he's fulfilled the 10 year of you know being a first year captain second year third year I always thought that the the gold stars on top of the captain patch was fantastic but the broncos they will be returning here this upcoming season. And since Vic Fangio's been head coach there, he's done a little bit of a different approach when it comes to captains. Rather than them electing season-long captains, the Broncos would go into every game week to week and do game day captains. So offense, defense, special teams, it'd be a wide variety of guys. And you'd get a multitude of guys that would have an opportunity. But guess what? Broncos offensive tackle Garrett Bulls went to Vic Fangio and said, hey, Coach, Let's get some uh, captains here this year. I tried to do my best Garrett Bulls impersonation. I don't think I can get my voice deep enough for that. But he, he approached Coach Fangio and, and asked about, you know, setting players as captains for the season rather than a game-by-game basis. And Vic Fangio and the coaching staff said, hey, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's do it. And let's have the players elect captains here. And no surprise there, when you look at the captains here for the Broncos, six of them to be exact, they're all veteran players, which I think speaks a lot. The, the Broncos are going all in here in 2021 on veteran captains, starting things off. Von Miller, Teddy Bridgewater, Cortland Sutton, Brandon McManus, Justin Simmons, and last but not least, Kareem Jackson as a captain as well. So three defensive guys, two offensive guys, and one special teamer. Any surprises that stand out to you on this? I mean, I'm not surprised at all by uh, the veterans that are listed here. No, not really anything surprising, uh, but really cool to see Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I think that uh, Vic Fangio got asked a number of times throughout the course of training camp, like, what do you – what are you seeing with Teddy Bridgewater's leadership? What do you think of his leadership? How do you think he could grow as a leader? Or how do you think he could be as a leader if he was named starter? He got asked all these hypothetical questions about Bridgewater leading the team. But now to see the players vote Bridgewater as a captain, I think is absolutely huge. I think Cortland Sutton, definitely no surprise to me there. He's definitely one of the most vocal leaders. And we talked on yesterday's episode, really the heart and soul to me 
of that offense. I think defensively, Von Miller, Kareem Jackson, two of your oldest players, but two of also the guys that have proven the most in this league. I think those are obvious choices for captains, special teams, Brandon McManus, you know, the other of the two Super Bowl 50 guys that are still around. So Brandon McManus kind of a living legend in Denver, just like Von Miller is at this point. Yeah. And then Justin Simmons, I think like Cortland Sutton, he's kind of the no brainer among the young, younger guys as captain. So I think the really only the real surprise to me is Teddy Bridgewater based on the fact of, you know, not not just electing the quarterback just because, well, your quarterback has to be a team captain. But I think it's impressive to see how his teammates have really responded to him in a short amount of time. Yeah, I want to, and I even want to throw it out to the, some of the young guys that, you know, even though that the Broncos have six veteran captains, I still think that there's probably five to eight young players or, you know, third to fourth year players that could qualify as captains. You know, I look on the offensive line, Dalton Reisner, I feel like could have been a candidate or Lloyd Cushenberry could have been a candidate there. You look on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you have guys in rotation. Josie Jewell comes to mind there. Draymond Jones, maybe a potential as a captain. Mike Purcell could easily be one of those guys. You Bryce Callahan. I mean, you can go a, a wide variety of guys. I think Jerry Judy's working his way up to being a captain there. But obviously when you look at that wide receiver room, the alpha dog, Cortland Sutton and the he spreads down to these young guys I think is good his leadership is good for the football team and like we mentioned this week this is a Broncos football team that is probably closer than they've ever been in terms of being in the locker room and off the field with each other a lot of team building stuff and, and hats off to Vic Fangio and his staff they've done a really tremendous job there but it even just goes to show these guys being voted on by the players I think speaks volumes to how these veteran guys are viewed by the organization so if I'm George Payton I'm looking at this list here, and I, I can't believe I even forgot to mention Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb could be a captain here for the yeah. Broncos on the defensive side of the ball as a young guy. But I look at all of these players, Sarah, and I look at guys like Cortland Sutton. It's a contract year for him, Bradley Chubb. If I'm George Payton, I see that, okay, there's a guy like Cortland Sutton. Yes, you know, he missed all of 2020 with the torn ACL, but what he's been able to do to battle his way back, I, I would look at it and say he's well-respected by his players. I'd get the extension done before the season happens, honestly. And I get that there's a little bit of a pause. You want to wait and see how he does. But Cortland is very valuable to this football team. He is. And I agree with you, Cody. I wish they would have been doing an extension well before even we're talking right now. I, I yeah. in my opinion, that price Watch tag it is. Watch it happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. As we're recording, right. As we're recording, they'll sign into an extension. I, I would have loved to have seen it get done just because of the fact that we know as the salary cap goes back up, as the NFL gets all these different TV deals done and betting deals and all these different things, that salary cap is only going to go up. And so what does that mean about Cortland Sutton's price tag, especially if he goes out there and looks really good again this season coming off of injury, his price tag is just going to go up and up and up. So I would secure him for the long term right now. You know, and George Payton has already talked about this. He's a core guy for this team. Same with Bradley Chubb. We know those two guys are going to be in and around for the long haul barring injury or barring something crazy happening with an Aaron Rodgers trade or who the heck knows. But if everything stays as it is right now, we know those two guys are core players for George Payton and this Denver Broncos team going forward. So I agree with you. Cortland Sutton should definitely be getting extension at, sooner than later. That would be my my hope. And I think it's cool too, Cody, that you mentioned the, the fact that he set an example 
while he was recovering from injury, right? I think that the coaching staff and, and other players have talked about how big it was for Cortland Sutton to be in that room. There were so many guys cycling in and out of the training room all, all season last year, right? And so for Cortland Sutton to be in there and around those guys every single day, that's the type of guy that his personality type, he's going to be able to pick other players up you know, other players who are struggling with just the mental side of rehabilitation or the mental side of, man, I, I was doing so well and now this injury cut my, you know, cut my season short or cut my opportunity off at the knees. And Cortland Sutton is exactly the type of guy that's going to motivate you to get back to be stronger than ever. And look at we we saw that route that he ran in, in the preseason game. The route that he ran against the Rams defensive back, just kind of leaving him in the dust. We know that he's back and he's healthy and he's ready to go. He's put in that work and he definitely deserves to be a captain on this team. Absolutely. And it is go time here for Cortland Sutton on Sunday and the Denver Broncos as they travel to MetLife Stadium, 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. Sarah and I, we have you covered all week long leading up to the game. We have you covered immediately after the game for the Broncos post-game report here on the YouTube channel, also on the Lockdown Broncos podcast feed, free and available wherever you get your podcast. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to talk a little bit about one Broncos player, a young guy, a rookie, who has earned the trust of the coaching staff, not to mention a couple of key players return to practice. We talk about their status. Coming up here in just a moment but before we do that let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode show that's our good friends over there betonline.ag and it's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the ground for the start of the nfl season and as always betonline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season the broncos on the road against new york giants betonline.ag has you covered you get all the updated odds props and contest information including the online half million dollar nfl mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar nfl survivor contest open now at bet online you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100 welcome bonus and you can also take advantage of thursday night season over to dallas cowboys tampa bay buccaneers and you can put a wager on the game if you lose you can be refunded up to 25 dollars when you sign up as a new customer betonline.ag and you use promo code NFL 100. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Sarah, the Broncos back on the practice field this week to prepare for Sunday's season opener, a road game, MetLife Stadium. A lot of storylines we have our eyes on. Just a reminder, tomorrow's episode of the show, we're going to have you covered with Patricia Train, a host of Lockdown Giants. Her, Sarah, and myself, we're going to talk about the matchup in depth, key matchups we're looking forward to, some storylines to follow leading up into kickoff. We'll say Quan Barkley play. That's something we'll touch on there. But opening things up, Sarah, the Broncos, they got two key players back at practice on Tuesday, and no offense, Bradley Chubb, we know each dealing with injuries, both significant to what the Broncos want to do on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. Still a little bit of ambiguity, though, from Vic Vangio. He says he thinks that they'll go, but there's there was no confidence. There was no 100% like they'll be ready to go. Are you a little concerned about that? Or are you looking at it as a silver line? They might be game time decisions. You know, Cody, I'm really kind of hoping that at this point, Vic Fangio is kind of just trying to play mind games with Joe Judge about it. That's kind of my optimistic view towards this is that he's really just kind of trying to make it seem obscure so that it's, oh, do we need to plan for this guy or do we need to? They're going to probably plan for both guys anyway. But I just think that that's my that's my primary hope at this point. You know, there's been no major report from a national media guy that that says you know hey this no offense injury is way worse than it seems or this Bradley Chubb injury is going to actually knock him out for I think the fact that they're keeping it kind of under wraps indicates to me a little bit that they're just doing what they've done this this offseason right with guys like KJ Hamler who you know he was out of practice during
during training camp for a few days at a time, just really, just really trying to make sure that he's fresh and ready to go. That's my hope with this Noah Fan and Bradley Chubb deal. I know that they're definitely dealing with something, and it's obviously taken a couple weeks for Fant to get back on the field, but. Really positive sign that both guys were out there getting some work in. And I think that obviously those two players, like you said, they're massive, massive, massive parts of this Denver Broncos team. And we've touched on this in previous episodes. It is huge. It's critical for the Broncos to be at full strength to open this season because we know they've been 0-7 the last two years under Vic Fangio. 2019 and 2020, absolutely terrible in the month of September when it comes to not only winning games, but really closing out games they could have won. So you want every competitive edge that you can possibly get. And those two guys definitely, I mean, to to be captain obvious here, Cody, those two guys help a lot. No, absolutely. Well, hey, and not to mention, September is the best month for football weather. In comparison to months like November, December, January, where you know, some areas are going to get blizzard conditions. You're going to get a lot of rain and sideways wind. September is usually just a clean slate, I think, for many NFL teams for weather. And the Broncos traveling to New York, things should be good from that standpoint. But, you know, looking at tackles like Nate Solder and also Andrew Thomas, having a guy like Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, both opposite of one another, both healthy, ready to go, I think is a difference maker. And we've talked about that here on the show. We've only really truly seen one season with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller where they're fully healthy, but that was not in Vic Fangio's defense. That was in Vance Joseph and Joe Woods' defense. Now, can we see that in Vic's defense, which is obviously much better than what that Vance Joseph defense was for the Broncos? That, to me, I think has a lot of people really excited. The aspiration's a little high here. So something to keep an eye on. Obviously, we're going to continue to monitor the injury report all throughout this week here, but let's get to our next topic of discussion here, Sarah. And Vic Fangio in Tuesday's press conference after practice, I thought he said something really interesting that caught my eye. I know it caught yours as well, which is why we brought it up. But uh, in terms about talking about Javante Williams, he said that he's earned that trust from the coaching staff as a rookie to be in during key situations in a game. It didn't matter if you know Melvin Gordon, obviously the veteran guy, has got that experience. But if Javante Williams has the hot hand, we might see him in some crunch time situations. Which is huge to me. I mean, you definitely don't hear this about rookie players very often at all. There's, there's, it, It's not necessarily unprecedented, but look at the reference that Vic Fangio made of the last time that he had seen something like this when he, you know, how many more lofty comparisons can we get for Javante Williams, by the way? But Vic Fangio's most recent comparison or most recent player that he connected him to was Edron James, a Hall of Fame running back that started off his career in Indianapolis with Peyton Manning. And, and certainly, Edger and James was a model of just doing everything well. I mean, and, and and not only that, he wasn't just some jack of all trades, but he was a master of many trades. He was just really a, a great all-around back, a Hall of Fame back. And I mean, that's it's lofty. You're, we're talking about guys like Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott, those players that that Javante Williams has been compared to at this point, which is is frankly kind of crazy. I mean, the fact that he's done that kind of you know work in training camp, behind the scenes, at practices, in the film room, he's making such an impression that the coaches know they can put him out there. And we we've seen evidence of it, Cody. We saw it in the preseason. We saw him absolutely pop somebody in pass protection. We've seen him break tackles. We've seen him convert third downs. In, in a short amount of time, we've seen Javante Williams do all the things that you would say, okay, what is it that you need to be able to trust a running back to do in crunch time situations? You need to be able to make that that third down conversion late in the game when the crowd is getting ramped up and it's a close, you know, it's maybe a one or two possession game and you have to convert that third and two. 
you can trust Javante Williams to go out there and pick up four yards on third and two. You need a pass protection. You need to make a big passing play on third and eight. You can trust Javante Williams to go out there and pick up that pass pro to be able to know where blitzes are coming from, to be able to know where defenders are coming from. And not only that, but then to pop that guy underneath his chin strap and absolutely make an impact play. Those are the kinds of things that I think we saw from Javante at, at North Carolina that really stood out. And by the way, Vic Banjo took a nice little jab at the Tar Heels, which salt in their <laughs> wound for starting the season off really poorly. But um, he, yeah, and of course, they could have really used Javante Williams as well as a number of other pro guys that left the program after last season. But I just think that Javante Williams has already shown so much from dating back to last year at North Carolina working as a tandem back there as well, which I think is another underrated thing that not really a lot of people talk about. You know, him and Michael Carter shared carries. Well, you got to be able to trust a guy to come in off the sideline. Say Melvin Gordon has been red hot. Then all of a sudden, like we mentioned in the previous, he taps the helmet or waves for a substitution. You can trust Javante to go in there and keep that engine rolling, keep your offense on pace and not skip a beat. So huge all around, I think, from Vic Fangio to say what he did. Yeah, very well ready. And when you talk about the national comparison, I've seen more national media members talking about Javante Williams over Najee Harris, over Travis Etienne, who's obviously not going to play a single down for the Jaguars this season after you know having a season-ending injury, a Liz Frank injury, just you know, a bummer for him. But the fact that Javante Williams was arguably, in the eyes of many NFL scouts, the number one running back on a lot of teams' boards is oh, is crazy to think about. But then again, like a lot, a lot of teams are going to reach for a running back in round one, usually rounds two through three is when you see it. So uh, it's going to be very intriguing to see some of these matchups play out. And obviously a lot of trust there for Javante Williams from Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to keep talking about trust and we're going to have a little bit deeper into maybe some of Vic Fangio's decisions that he has made this off season and a big indicator being trust as a key factor. But before we do that, let me tell you about the two other sponsors of today's episode of the show. So good friends over there at built bar and run your pool and built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market today and ladies and gentlemen this morning before i worked out i took a bite into a peanut butter brownie bill bar that i had sitting in my fridge to give me a little bit of boost to power through cardio day i know for sarah it's leg day today and built bar is going to help him get through his workout if he needs a little bit of a, a dessert kind of protein pickup because that's exactly what built bar does it provides me with a little bit of a boost and a little bit of kick to get through those final grueling minutes of an intense cardio session not to mention the bars they taste great the bars they contain only 70 grams of protein only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar it's a tremendous value for something that is a protein bar and a lot of protein bars have been advertised as great tasting but a lot of them taste like cardboard boxes i'm telling you built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market it tastes legitimately like a candy bar and i want you and your family to try built bar day you can get a mixed box of all the nine amazing flavors of the occasional limited time flavor by going to built.com using promo code lock 15 at checkout that's going to get you 15 percent off your next order once again promo code lock 15 is going to get you 15 percent off at checkout at built Com. And our good friends over there at Run Your Pool. Football season is back, and let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates like all of us here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool's 
host formats for the NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season playoffs, or to the Super Bowl. And unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. So check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use your promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts this Sunday, so start today. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. Once again, runyourpool.com slash Locked on. All right, Sarah, let's get into the fourth quarter action. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, Broncos country, we appreciate all the interaction that you have provided in the comment section down below on our YouTube channel. It would mean the world to both Sarah and myself. If you haven't hit that subscribe button already, hit that little bell notification so you get notified anytime a show goes live here on the YouTube feed. And also follow on your favorite audio podcasting platforms. You could take us on the go wherever you're at, in your office, in your car, in your bathroom, in your gym while you're working out. We got you covered. We have a whole variety of listeners that tell us, hey, listen, when they're doing all these certain things here. Uh, but with that said, Sarah, jumping into today's fourth quarter of Lockdown Broncos, trust. We talked about it a little bit with Vic Fangio in the last segment about his trust and the coaching staff's trust in a guy like Javante Williams. Trust in a rookie player, for that matter. I want to go on the other side of things because I think it's important to evaluate. I know Vic Fangio makes a lot of these decisions, and a lot of these decisions do come under fire by fans. And there was a recent report that was just put out by Sam Farmer of the LA Times, and it goes back to last year's debacle with the Broncos quarterback situation in COVID, and it revealed in there that the Broncos quarterbacks, and this is Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Rippon, and I, I believe it was just those three guys, they tended the, the team facility to watch film, but they took their COVID, their contact tracers off, and they set them in a corner of a room. So they took their tracers off, set them in a corner of a room, watched film, Jeff Driscoll tested positive, and those guys all became close contact. So now it's a little bit easier to see why the NFL didn't postpone the game, didn't reschedule the game for the Broncos. And unfortunately, we saw the, the whole Kendall Hinton game, which, by the way, you know, Kendall Hinton, so much more respect for that. Sarah, when it comes to the quarterback competition, obviously the veteran option here with Terry Bridgewater, does it kind of make a little bit more sense now? Maybe some of the decisions that Vic has made has been based on trust. It's not that Drew Locke doesn't have the talent, but do you look at it as maybe Vic didn't have a lot of trust in him maybe to execute and do the things in season and even maybe inside the facility the way that he expects a guy like maybe Teddy Bridgewater would? I think there's some validity to that, Cody, and it's obviously disappointing to read this report, you know, and it's possible Blake Bortles was even with them at that time, which would make it even more disappointing as a veteran if he was there too. So, but I think with Drew Locke, obviously, if you expect a guy to be a leader on the team, you expect that guy to be above reproach. You know, I think that in any, in any arena of life, whatever profession you're in or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, I think if you are somebody as high profile as a quarterback or, you know, a boss or a manager, whatever it is, you've got to walk with a, a level of integrity that is above everybody else. Not necessarily that you're, you know, putting yourself above everyone, but at the same time, like if you're the quarterback of the team, you can't be willing to, put your contact tracers in four corners of the room and go have a film session together. Even even though it's admirable that they came into work on their day off, they wanted to watch film on their day off, what's definitely not admirable is, you know, trying to, you know, fool the system when there's cameras all around and now getting kind of called out for it. It's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the team. And uh, the hope, obviously, is that, you know, Bridgewater wouldn't do something like that, which I think, it, to your point, with Vic Fangio and Trust – I think there's definitely something there. I think that the trust goes beyond just COVID protocol as well. I think what we saw in the preseason, you know, Drew Locke had, he showed his talent. 
he showed what he can do as a passer. He showed improvement in areas that we all wanted to see improvement. The things that we, you know, didn't want to see three fumbles, you know, stepping on an offensive line or getting stepped on by an offensive lineman, which our good friend Tim Jenkins said was a, a fault on the part of Drew Locke. So I think that there's definitely those little things like that that make you wonder in game now potentially off the field if this trust issue dates back to last year i'm sure they've buried this hatchet at this point but it was obviously a black eye for the denver broncos and it was very embarrassing for vic fangio as a head coach of a team to say your quarterbacks you know they're not following the rules that's the that's probably the worst possible position on the team to break these kind of rules and the nfl made an example of the broncos now we see why i would not be surprised at all if if that factored into this decision at least even just a fraction well i can tell you this sarah as a former coach you know we deal with a lot of young players and young players their prefrontal cortex not fully developed and it, you know it usually gets to that until you're about 25 years of age that's when your brain fully develops it, it's very hard at times when you have as vic fangio would say not a mature you're right the way he says mature, mature. i love it mature. uh you don't have if you don't have a mature mindset you know with the guy that's leading your team it does raise a lot of questions because at the coaching staff and we always tell we always told players in team meetings if we can't trust you i mean how can we tr- like off the field? How can we trust you on the field when things are dicey, when, when things hit the fan and you need a guy that's going to be composed? I think a lot of it now with this report coming out, and I think the timing of it is very interesting that it just came out now out of after all this time, after the entire offseason and entire season of the whole debacle about how the NFL has handled COVID surprises me a lot to say the least. And so I, I, I think that where Vic Fangio is at and the staff is a big year for them. We've talked about that. But I think it really ultimately boils down to not only just the veteran experience, but I think primarily trust. Trust is the biggest mm-hmm. thing. And if you have no trust in anything, in, in any foundation of life, nothing will be sustainable. So an interesting development to follow. And trust is something you have to work really, really hard to earn back. It's something that you can break within seconds. And it takes sometimes a lifetime to work back up. So Broncos country, let us know your thoughts in the comment section down below. Obviously interesting development coming out this week, but the Broncos are focused on the New York giants. So are we, we have a lot of discussions coming up here in the coming days here. Lockdown Broncos can do our game preview, not to mention we're going to sit down with Patricia train, a host of lockdown giants on tomorrow's episode of the show. As we break down the key matchups, storylines and things to watch. Will Saquon Barkley play who the Broncos have to prepare for. We break it down on tomorrow's brand new episode locked on Broncos.